This is SR1. Good evening, talkative listeners. This is Talkative Magazine on Air, and you are listening to SR1 Sundays on News Talk STL. How's it going, Em? Pretty good. You know, sometimes I wonder if I need a new um, eye prescription. Oh, (laughs) what's wrong with your glasses? Well, for starters, the glasses I'm wearing are not the right pair. Um, I lost a pair. <laughs> well, that would be the answer then, wouldn't it? Well, here's the other thing: is my my eyesight is fine. It's not perfect, but like it's fine. My prescription's weak. It's not like I'm somebody with terrible eyesight. Like if somebody put my glasses up to their eyes, they'd be like, "Oh, that's weak." Like you, you don't wear glasses daily, and you don't wear contacts when you don't wear glasses. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But Mm -hmm. um, I feel like my vision's gotten worse. But here's the thing. Last time I thought my vision got worse, I went to the eye doctor and they said, not really, no. Uh, So now I don't trust if I'm I'm correct. Okay, but if you're wearing the wrong prescription, like an old one, then yeah, that would be noticeable. Well, yeah, true. But I only wear them when I'm like driving anyway. Great. Watch out on the road. No, I wear them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm wearing, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we can fix that. How are you? I'm doing good. (laughs) I love this time of year. It's Halloween time. Yeah. Getting close anyway. Um, But what are you going to be? Are you dressing up? Well, we have two Halloween parties we're going to. Well, one one we went to actually on Friday. Um, And we have a group of friends that always goes all out for Halloween. This is like their thing. Yeah. Um, But this year they decided they were going to do a Shrek themed Halloween party. So everyone in attendance didn't have to, but it was highly encouraged that you go as a character from Shrek. Totally. And we had a Facebook group where you could kind of call out who was going as what character um spreadsheet yeah more or less (laughs) um very reminiscent of my prom in 2012 when we i remember when when girls were all posting photos of their prom dresses to make sure nobody bought the same one we did that except no way am i gonna post a photo i'm just gonna did not scope out yours and then not wear that well that and i also bought my dress off a sketchy chinese website and i was like well no one bought my dress (laughs) mine mine was a vintage gunny sack so i thought i was pretty safe too yeah i think you were (laughs) you were um but yeah so that was fun and then um this coming Friday, we've got another Halloween party and I don't really want to tell you what my costume is because there's a costume contest and <gasps> really, yeah. yeah, where is this? Oh, I know where yeah, uh, I know yeah. I can't go. I'm working. I know it's down at Omen coffee co. Um, but it is RSVP and buy tickets. Uh, but I believe they still have some slots open. Um, yeah, you can cool. take my spot. Anybody out there? Cause I can't go. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I know, but, yeah, I'm excited about it. It should be fun. There's a costume contest. So uh, I I think I'm in the clear because I've gotten my husband to agree to dress up 
as a couple costume because Good. it's very, very minimal effort on his part. He's going to get to be very comfortable. I have very, always, very comfortable. always wanted to do couple costumes. Like that is so exciting to me. It's only fun if you have somebody that likes to dress up and I do not. So yeah. yeah. So it's either like, okay, I'm going to show up in a costume and he's going to come in clothing. Oh, but one time you guys, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Th- we're about to segue out of this conversation because I've got yeah. one. All right. Okay. <laughs> You guys dressed up many years ago as Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. This is true. What a faux pas on our part, right? Apparently so. Yeah. You did the denim look, that famous denim outfit. And we rocked it. Yeah. I was naive because I thought that if I just bought a dress from Goodwill that was like you know, reminiscent of the style that I could just cover it in denim and it would be fine. <laughs> it's a great idea. It was a great idea. It was an epic fail and I had to enlist a lot of help to sew on pieces of denim and to construct a denim mm-hmm. tuxedo jacket and it was a hot mess, but it turned out okay. I still have it, so maybe someday it'll yeah. make a Ooh, and it would be it'd be like a hot a hot topic to do that this year. And why would it be a hot topic this year? Well, guess what, you guys? Britney Spears' memoir has been released. Yeah, We've all been awaiting this. Uh, the Woman in Me, that is the title of her memoir, and people are nonstop talking about it, mostly because of all the tea she leaks about Justin Timberlake and their relationship. Yeah, which... I honestly didn't have high hopes for this memoir. I have not read it. I've only seen the things that have come out about it. Um, But I didn't have high hopes because, like, I just think, God, we know what her life has been like. And I don't need the sort of details about how tragic things have been for her. Not to mention, I was not particularly looking forward to it because she's so out of it now. Then I'm like, well, what perspective am I even getting? Is this really her perspective at all or is it really just some ghostwriter and, well, and people a team of people like i, I mean don't it know. is yeah and it always is i know everyone's yeah. memoirs like really typically are but you just wonder how real it even is at this point or is it just a money grab for people because she's well it's interesting that you say that because if you've been living under a rock um then you might have missed that the big news that dropped is that the bombshell she tells about justin timberlake is that during their relationship in like 2001 2000, 2001, um, that she got pregnant Mm -hmm. and he talked her into an abortion that she did not want to have. She was very excited. She thought they'd always, like, she was like, I thought we were going to start a family together. Not that early. She was 18 at the time and he was 19. Um, She was like, but I was like, okay, well, if it's happening now, it's happening now. Like, this was always in the cards for us. And he was like, we're too young. I don't want to be a dad and talked her into an abortion. And shortly thereafter, they split up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so people are like, whoa. Like, we knew their relationship was not good. We'd seen details of that, especially in that documentary that came out a couple years back where they really painted him in a bad light because of all the interviews and things after their breakup that, you know, he basically slandered her and said she cheated on him. And she was if, in interviews. She just looks shell shocked. She just looks, you know, like totally heartbroken and like, why is this being pinned on me kind of thing. Right. And to think that she was coerced into an abortion behind the scenes of that is like unfathomable. It really, really is unfathomable because it, it's so wildly insensitive it's one thing you know celebrities are going to have their breakups talked about aired they're gonna 
you know, people are going to wonder, oh, who did what? It's it's all going to happen. But the fact that they were like Justin was publicly like slandering her during that time mm-hmm. with that bit of information being so under wraps. The fact that she went through an abortion and at his request is what it seems to be. Um, mm-hmm. And that he had absolutely zero sensitivity towards her during that time. It's really crazy. It It's just unbelievable to me that this guy still has a career you know like he and not only a career but he's married to um what's her name jessica alba or no no no, i'm sorry not jessica beal jessica Jessica beal Beal. yeah and we know he's cheated on her at least a couple times they've been together a long time i know but apparently even when they got together her family was like this guy's no good like don't do it and they were disapproving and interesting and he's just got a track record of not being a good guy and i said that i've said that before on the show even but yeah i really just it makes me sick to my stomach to think of how young she was and how impressionable and how, you know, smitten and to think. I know. That- well, yes, I know. When you see interviews of her when she was young and I know we talked about this back when the Britney documentary was new or whatever, yeah. but she was very, very competent. Super. She, super. And and she was also so sweet. And you see it in her face. She's just sincere. She's present. She's thinking through questions. She's answering them with sincerity. And one of the values that she represented at that time was, I want to be a mother. Mm-hmm. I want to be a wife. Like, she talked about that openly because yeah. those are those are the values that she came from. Like, this is fun for now, but I yeah. will step uh, out of the spotlight at some point and just be a family She seemed person. really normal, which is interesting because, I mean, I was just a little kid at the, at the mm-hmm. time when she was famous. Um, so it really is only hindsight for me because I wasn't quite aware of her in a in that way I only knew the reputation that she had because everyone she just had the reputation of being you know somebody who was just a dancer and somebody who you know was crazy or slutty or whatever like she's just a pop star she's a party girl that's like the reputation but as I actually watch interviews of her that's not at all as the way she comes across until maybe you know the later 2000s well, or something sure, like slave for you maybe sure. yes okay when yeah. you get into that realm okay mm-hmm. but those early days she was just a regular really seemed like a regular girl and i know and it's crazy that people would just i want to know i want to rewind and know what the press was like because people obviously believed it over the girl they saw in front of them well that and it's interesting because since the uh, memoir has come out people are now saying you know what it was it was written in front of our faces. Like if we had been paying attention. Right. So the first song that she ever wrote was released in 2002. It's called Every Time. And it's the first song in her entire career that she wrote. And the lyrics are super sentimental, super personal. The video is even more so. She's in interviews talking about, you know, I this song to me is just very personal. It's like the song When You Go to Heaven is a quote from one of her interviews. Mm-hmm. The like tune of the song is almost like a lullaby at the end of the video. Like it's about a relationship where she feels like trapped. She originally in the video had committed suicide, oh. but they thought that that was too graphic so yeah. they edited it and changed it to a second version but at the end of the video a woman gives gives birth to a baby like the whole thing is really obvious is really obvious and then and then what's really 
just like uh, gets under my skin. It makes my skin crawl is the comments on these things that I've been seeing are people like, okay, but do we believe her? Like how, how much can we trust her? Like, did she really get an abortion? Like what if, you know, she's just not mentally competent and why are we blaming Justin at this point? Like what if that was, she was just trying to trap him by having a baby. Not a chance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, Justin was a big deal at the time, but Brittany was Brittany. Like she didn't need, him or his money or anything like she was just a teenager and can you imagine being in that position i just it makes me sick to even think about yeah i don't know and i think in at the same time too justin was releasing music and he had that one music video crimey river crimey river where it has that britney lookalike mm-hmm. so it's it's just interesting that she's just expressing her heartfelt you know feelings whatever that looks like for her and he is getting back at her at the same time time. and so why do people think i mean listen we're never gonna know that you can always be skeptical when 20 years goes by before anyone shares any information it's harder to you know get the truth especially Mm -hmm. if you know no you know justin's never gonna comment on this no and confirm it or not so we'll never necessarily know if this is true okay fine i get it it's always okay to be a little skeptical but i just think it's i don't know I don't see the need to be right now. I just don't know. Well, in some lighter news, because the Britney stuff got pretty heavy. (laughs) um, Brett Cooper just got engaged. Yeah. Um, If you don't know the name, we talked about her in a previous episode. Um, She's on Daily Wire. And we listened to a clip from her podcast. But um, she's relevant right now because she... uh, People are saying that she's trolling Rachel Zegler, which I think is a really (laughs) funny way to put this because Daily Wire is, you know, in the process of trying to amp up their non-political things um, and make themselves a full on streaming service of content that is not liberal woke hit you over the head with an agenda kind of content and so in response to the rachel zegler snow white that stars number one a not snow white woman um (laughs) and number two somebody that's ungrateful as all get out um they have responded with their own snow white movie that's to be released in the spring i believe starring brett cooper as snow white yeah. Okay, cool. I, I heard about her engagement. I did not hear about the Snow White film. Yeah. That's bold, honestly. I mean, I wonder what they expect out of it. I'm, I'm excited. Like, that's interesting. I wonder, you know, also how Brett is as an actress. Well, apparently she used to be an actress. So oh. that was her, that's her roots. She was a child actress before. Oh, cool. Yeah, which I didn't know, but my husband's a big Brett Cooper fan girl. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. yeah. He, uh, she has great hair. Yeah, she does. She's cute. I like her a yeah, lot. Yeah, she's cute. But, um... Yeah, the other thing that's happening at Daily Wire, which I thought was kind of cool, is they've just released a streaming service for kids called Bent Key as a response to Disney being trash (laughs) and not something you can trust to just turn on and throw your kids in front of anymore. Right. Um, So I don't know how much is on the platform yet. It sounds like there's some um, technical kinks they have to work out, but um, I've seen at least one trailer for a show that looks like a parallel show to Bluey mm-hmm. um, which is cool because Bluey to my knowledge is great I don't pay for Disney so I don't watch it but, sure. but I've seen some Bluey and it seems to consistently get good ratings so I'm curious to see if Bentke uh, hammers out all the little technical issues they've got because something I would definitely be 
interested in. Yeah, that sounds like really great news. I'm excited to see Daily Wire's new ventures. I know. Well, and on that note, we are headed into a break. But speaking of notes, stick with us. We've got a Who's Saying It Better later. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are getting into an op-ed. So Anna and I have talked about this Facebook group before called (laughs) Cute Servatives. Uh, That is like the following of women who follow Alex Clark, the... um, Turning Point USA personality. So in the Cute Servatives group, there are also these like subgroups that people branch off and start. And I'm a part of one called Single Cute Servatives. And we have a post in the group. It was a couple weeks back now, but somebody asked advice about boundaries with the dating apps, specifically the Facebook dating. So I've never used Facebook dating. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing, yeah. I remember when it was like new and they were trying to get people on, I would see an ad for it every time I logged into my Facebook. So I've never tried it, I've never used it, but Facebook has their own dating service. Service, yeah. Platform. Exactly. So apparently one of the deals with the Facebook dating is that you can't DM people in the app unless you've matched. So there's no messaging unless you've matched. That's pretty standard. Mm Um, so somebody posted and they were like, this made my friend uncomfortable on Facebook dating. I think it would make me uncomfortable. What do you guys think? Apparently a guy found her on the app, but they didn't match, at least not right away. I don't know. He instead just went ahead and found her on Facebook and DM'd her Hmm. and went around the app, right? Or the surface rather. So he messages her. And he just says something simple. He's like, hey, this might be a bit straightforward, but I found you off the dating app. Since you can't message on it, I thought I'd say hi and ask you out to coffee. Nevertheless, have a fantastic day. Simple message. That's verbatim. That's verbatim. Okay. And he even included an emoji. Okay. A smile. And that's only worth noting because guys notoriously don't. Right. Yes. So I think that's a pretty fine message. Pretty basic. Not too forward. Mm Mm-hmm. But... It worried her. It made her uncomfortable. So she's texting her friend and she's like, a guy from Facebook dating found me and he messaged me to ask me to coffee. I didn't even start a conversation, but I think it's way out of bounds. I want to say something that it isn't cool, but I don't know what to say. Hmm. So she does say something. But before I read that and let you know what she said, I want to know what your thoughts are. Well, okay. My initial gut reaction was like, eh, I didn't Mm -hmm. like it. I was like, okay, but there's protocols in place like you sign up for the app knowing how it's going to work and it does feel sort of like an invasion of privacy not privacy maybe but I don't know some kind of boundary crossing Mm -hmm. a line maybe to do that but on the other hand my thought was but you know what nobody's on the apps because they want to be on the apps they're on the apps because they don't know how else to meet people and if you're finally meeting a guy that like is straightforward and by the way, very polite. Like he didn't, right. he didn't, you know, get creepy or weird. He just was like, Hey, you know, 
I saw you and I liked you. So instead of waiting for this to play out, like why don't I just see if you want to meet up? Um, I kind of respect that. I don't know. Again, we've kind of talked about this before though, about things being weird online. And I think certain generations having more of a problem with that than others. And I think that, you know, this millennial cusper generation here does still have issue with that where maybe Gen Z would be like, yeah, just DM, whatever. Like, it's fine, you know, and be it comfortable online and less comfortable in person. I think we're a little bit opposite. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it. I Part of it would be maybe if I saw the guy. I That's don't know. what I'm saying. I think it's contextual. I don't think this is one of those scenarios that has a blanket answer. Maybe not. I don't because, I mean, first off, what he says matters, right? Yeah. A guy could, like, I, I get it. It's a little off-putting to have him skirt the app and just find you on Facebook. I think that that's a little off-putting. I get it. I mean, for all he knows, they might have matched. Maybe he didn't give her any time to find him back, you know? True. So, you know, that could make you uncomfortable. But mostly, it would make me uncomfortable based on what he said. And, and what this guy says is not uncomfortable. He passed the he passed the test there. I agree. Like and then the, the verbiage was fine. I don't have an issue with what he said. And then secondly, what's he look like? What's his profile say? Mm-hmm. Do you have mutual friends? Like all these things play into the comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, have a little bit more questions, I guess, about the logistics of the app, because this is a little bit unique in that, you know, with Hinge or Tinder or whatever, like you're not connecting it to a profile of your own elsewhere. People might stalk you, try to find you on Instagram, try to find you Mm -hmm. on Facebook. But I would assume that this is through Facebook. So it's probably connected to your profile and some like, you know, not so that people can find you, but that, you know, your profile picture might be the same, like your name might show up the same right. or whatever. I, I would think this is not like, oh, he skirted you on Tinder and found you on Facebook which and DM'd people you. people do, by the way. Which people do. They and, do. And that's weird. And that's weird. I don't like that. But, but I agree. It seems, and granted, maybe I can't speak on this because you're right. I do not know the app or the service rather, whatever. But it does seem to me like it's probably connected in some form to your Facebook profile. It's probably not a challenge to find you. Right. Um, And it seemed intuitive for him. And I also think, I don't know how popular the Facebook dating service is, but it's probably not the most popular one. Mm -hmm. So maybe slim pickings. Maybe the guy is like, look, I just, I'm I'm genuinely here to meet somebody. So let me shoot my shot, you know? And I, and I agree that that could be respectable, you know? Just be normal and then see what happens as long as he's not being weird. And the second you find that he might be weird, then then act accordingly. But I don't right. think that it's necessarily a turnoff. In fact, it might even be a nice thing. You know what? I think it's one of those things. And I can't remember. I feel like there's maybe it's a rom-com that breaks this down or I don't remember. But it's one of those things where like, you know, if you if you're maybe kind of interested in a guy and he like showed up at your work with flowers at the end of your shift and was like, hey, you want to go out to dinner? You'd be flattered. You'd be like, oh my God, that was the sweetest thing ever. You'd Mm -hmm. go out. If it was somebody that you weren't really interested in, you'd be like, that was creepy. Why'd you show up at my work? This was unwarranted. Right. And it's like all a matter of you know, your feelings about it, about the guy. And maybe that's the problem here is that in the right scenario, this would be really cute. Like, hey, I just saw you. I was genuinely interested. I wanted to make sure I reached out to you before you disappeared into the internet void. Right. You know, but because we don't actually know each other, we have no context here. She feels slightly, you know, like a boundary was crossed. 
Right. And, you know, but I could see, you know, scenarios in which this would be totally exciting and exactly. cute and the beginning of a very cute little romance you know so, and that's what i wonder exactly i i totally agree it's, it depends just on perception um but also personality of the guy himself like the same guy could do that thing or a different guy could mm-hmm. do the exact same thing but in a creepy fashion therefore nope you know totally. or she this girl could be you know, I don't know, very closed off or insecure mm-hmm. or whatever and just can't accept the attention from this guy no matter who it is or what he says. I get I a know. feeling she's going to be. That's just the vibe <laughs> I get from her, especially because like Anna and I have talked about, the cute servatives following can sometimes be pretty stuffy. Um, they're really bizarre to me. They're really bizarre to me. So I just, I kind of don't usually, I take everything with a grain of salt. I just kind of take it that they're probably not they don't think quite like me funny enough when it comes to social interactions and Mm -hmm. and such but um so she replies to him she decides to reply to him and she says sorry you aren't what i'm looking for and little tip most women like the safety of not being messaged without a match and want to get to know someone first so we know a guy is actually safe to meet in person before we actually meet him going around the boundaries of the dating app and immediately asking her out is a huge red flag no, no, I'm jumping Ooh. in. No, because look, okay, real simple from his perspective, just like real simple economic theory, whatever you want to call it. If he doesn't send the message, he gets nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. that's that. Um, so everything she's saying about like girls like it if you don't do it doesn't matter because he would never well. get to talk to her at all if he didn't do that. So he's incentivized to do that just from a pure decision-making standpoint. But, <sighs> but... Um, the other thing is just, if she's not comfortable with it, she doesn't have to treat him as anything more than a spam bot. I'm, 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 I'm turning away phone calls and messages all day long, all the time from robots and spam mm-hmm. callers. Yeah. Just, if you don't like what the guy said, pretend it's that and don't do anything about it. And last point, and I looked this up while you guys were talking. Thank <laughs> you. I was hoping you would. You can block messages from strangers, from non-friends on Facebook. There's mm-hmm. a setting you could turn mm-hmm. that off. So if you're not comfortable with that. I get, you know, because like it's, yeah. it really just comes down to like, you got to learn how to manage in this day and age. You got to learn how to ma- manage your online um, reachability, right? Yeah, you totally. made a Facebook account and you got to find out what does that mean? Does that mean people can knock on my house and know where I live? Does that mean people can, what, do you, what, what, what comes with it? Right. Mm-hmm. Do people know right? my city and my job address and what, you know, like what yeah, do they you know? get to decide how public right. your information is? Um, so I think- well, well, go ahead, Anna. Sorry. What do you think about her message? Well, to be honest, the very first line was what threw me the most. Sorry, you're not what I'm looking for. What do you mean I'm not what you're looking for? The rest of the message, I don't agree with. I think it was harsh and not worded correctly. Mm-hmm. But the sorry, you're not what I'm looking for. What, you mean assertive? Because that's the only thing you know about him at this point. Right. You like, really, he's not been offensive. I mean, crossing a boundary might make you uncomfortable, but you have to understand it makes sense as well that he would have done that too. I have used the line similar to that. If a guy like if if a guy's being pushy or weird or something, I usually say something like, "Yeah, I don't think we're a good match." Sure, have a nice life or whatever you know. Yeah, paraphrase. But so I, I but it was not warranted here. He did not. Well, okay. And the other thing is, uh, on top of all the things that Ethan just pointed out, which are that she could have avoided this whole conversation interaction altogether mm-hmm. in a m- myriad of ways. Mm-hmm. I just think that 
we we talked about this when we were talking about you know doomers and whatever and what's wrong with men and why they don't approach and whatever and it's like we are training them that they are creepy every time they shoot a shot so unfortunately yes so what are you going to do because you only want him to talk to you through the app okay well i get it the app is supposed to be yeah we mutually maybe sort of liked each other's profiles that's such a crap way to go about this though because what do you know about a person and the way they're formatting their profile you know what i mean like that is such a particular style of presenting yourself you only have a very finite amount of ways to do it. And some people think that, you know, humor is the way to go. Some people are like, he didn't take this seriously because he was funny. Like, you know what I mean? The expectations aren't set very well of how to, how to, and he's trying to make, he's trying to make himself stand out. And he, and he did. And I think that's bold and I can appreciate that. And I don't like how she also immediately speaks for all women or most women rather but like there's no need for that if there's no need if you feel the need to respond to him at all which you clearly do you're texting your friend you're passionately concerned and anxious about this right sure so you got whatever this is hanging over your head so if you don't want to just block him but you feel the need to respond to him you can do so politely you can just speak for yourself you can just say look i'm not comfortable with you going outside of the bounds of the app um Right. So I'm sorry, but I'm not interested in a date. Pretty simple. Like you don't have to, to go beyond and that. And guess what? He's going to extrapolate on that. He's going yeah. to say like, oh, okay. This Noted. Girl, this girl found that creepy. Like, yeah. And, and unfortunately, then you still probably trained him to not shoot a shot. But and at least you were polite. At least it, you were polite. And at least you only spoke for yourself and didn't make wild accusations. And that, he didn't do anything. Also, she goes and says like, you know, we want to make sure a guy is actually safe before we meet. Like you could also say, you know, hey, can we talk a little more? I'm not I'm not ready to right. see you yet, but I'm happy to get to know you, assuming she has any interest. Like you don't have to you don't have to do what the guy suggests to, just cuz he suggested it and he's not inherently bad just cuz he suggested it. Right. Tell him where you what you're feeling. Communication, step 1. She failed. Okay, she boom. did. <laughs> she did, she did not pass the the vibe check. Now she, I don't know. He replied to her, and unfortunately, the screenshot I have, I can't see the entire message. Uh, but I'll read what I can read. He replied to her. He said, "Sure, that's fair. I get it. But life isn't safe. Never has been. I'm willing to take risks. I mean, even Jesus told us this. At least I had the confidence to ask. Having asked many women this way, uh, having asked many women." They do not all feel this way. So I get a no. Fine. At least I didn't sit around waiting for a possible match. I did what men do. I took a risk and tried because I actually want to meet people and talk. If getting messaged outside of the app is a red flag, then just say that. Not all men see it that way. And that's all I can read. I think his reply is a little wordy. He doesn't. He didn't need to go that far. But I appreciate that he tried to explain himself at least. No, I, I like mean, it. I applaud <clears throat> him for that because you know what? He's right. Like... He, he did the thing that women claim they want. Right. He did the thing that we claim we want. And yes, the boundaries are weird because online everything makes things weird. And I don't know how to navigate that. I'm clearly not in the, in the dating game. So I right. have no particular insight on that. But I do think his response was right on. Like if she's going to train you, train you, quote unquote, on what women want, then train her back. Train, she seemed, train her back. And she, I agree. And she seemed insecure to me. She immediately jumped to the most women want this, yada, yada. 
Like, girl, evaluate what you want. Just read his message. Decide what you want. Respond to it how you want. I disagree with her and the way she spoke to him. And I hope he has success with somebody else. I think he will. Well, guys, when we come back, we've got a Who Sang It Better. And I am pretty excited about this one. So stay with us for something a little different. Zogadoo. Talkative. Magazine on air. Could you whisper in my ear the things you want to Okay, guys, we have a Who's Saying It Better, and I'm pretty excited about this one because I know something new. I didn't know this song was a cover, but it's a song you absolutely 10,000% know. Every single one of you listening. Ooh, knows this song. I'm so excited. And okay. Emily, you know the song. Okay, okay. before we get into it, just yeah. real quick. I, I remember, I remember earlier in this episode, I said, <laughs> I was talking about Brittany and I was talking about her memoir and the tea. And, <laughs> and I said, leaked. <laughs> you noticed that? I was like, that's so gross. And I think <laughs> that's really gross. I know. You don't leak tea, you guys. You spill it. You spill it. <laughs> Anyway, I just had to address it. I know it was a mistake, okay? It's going to haunt her in every replay <laughs> ever. Oh, gosh. I hope this is our most replayed episode. Me, me too. Go okay, on. Go on. So, he, for who sang it better, sh- should I start with the version you know? Yeah. Okay, we're going to start with the version you know. So, the song is Always Something There to Remind Me. Yes. By Naked Eyes. No, Anna. I did know this was a cover. You did? I did. I'm so sorry. Really? Yeah. Okay, but that's okay. No, I'm curious. I'm curious what you know. All right, so the song as we know it, mm-hmm. as everyone knows it, was recorded in 1983, and it charted at number eight. It was wildly successful. Um, so we're going to play that version, and then we're going to compare it to the original. And I kind of have two originals, because there was a demo that was recorded, but not released, by mm-hmm. someone pretty big. And then there was a version that also charted by somebody that I don't know. So we'll compare those two. Okay, All right? cool. So here is Naked Eyes, always something there to remind me. I guess that's the chorus, right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so I got to stop. <clears throat> All right, okay. first okay. one. First one, Naked Eyes. All right, now we're going to compare. I guess we'll compare with the recorded and released version that charted. Mm-hmm. And then for fun at the end, I'll compare to the demo version that was recorded by someone else. Okay, Okay. Perfect. So the recorded and released version was Lou Johnson, and it reached number 49 on the charts in 1964. Okay. Just as a note that I thought was kind of interesting, this song was written by Burt Bacharach, 
and Hal David, which I don't know Hal David, but Burt Backrack, I sure do. So why do yeah. I know that name? For you? He wrote a lot of know. other people's music, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he okay. wrote a lot of stuff you know, but I can't think of anything in particular that would be like, this is why you know Burt Backrack. Sure. All right, cool. Got okay. it. So Lou Johnson. Lou Johnson, 1964. And we're going to hear his version. step I take because how much in love we used to be oh how can I all right we'll pause there <laughs> such an awkward pause I know I don't know I'm I doing know. I'm, I'm doing this on the fly I got but I'm seeing my pants all right so that was Lou Johnson versus Naked Eyes um Verse verse one? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, so, so far, obviously, Naked Eyes, I'm very familiar with that version. As you said, I'm sure all our listeners are. Um, so, it sounded exactly how I expected. Yes. The Lou Johnson version, I kind of like it. It's, uh, it's, it's, oh, what's the word? Um, mm, I don't know. I, it, it's, like, smoother. Definitely. It's a little more soulful, but simple, not, like... I don't know. For me, it's like painting a picture, sort of. I literally, I, I'm picturing him walking down the street. Okay, what street are you picturing him walking down? Okay, I'm picturing kind of like the um, the theme introduction to That Girl. Oh, I wish I knew. Uh, you don't, but Ethan does. We, we would watch that show. So That Girl, um, but other people, I'm sure our listeners out there, a lot of them are familiar with that show. Yeah. It's from the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like some, I don't know. Oh, like, sorry. I thought you said New Girl. No. Oh. Yeah, I know That Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. In a city. Yeah, in the city. She's yeah. in the city. So walking in like a city park or something, or maybe something cartoony, like, I don't know. Just, yeah, I'm picturing um, like nighttime maybe kind of rainy maybe oh. he's in a trench coat oh i don't know and okay. and and like you know there's there's like people in the windows of like little cafes or restaurants he's passing yeah but, he, but he's by himself yeah like, definitely yeah by himself i don't know I, I i'm getting a picture with this one and i've never really pictured anything with the naked eyes version no. although i know it very very well um and something that I've always loved about that song is all the instrumentals are so, so unique and so distinct. I will say, I'm not surprised. So I did know it was a cover, but I didn't know who, what it, who had the original. I didn't know about the original at all. I just knew it was a cover. And I'm not surprised because I do think that the 80s Naked Eyes version, though it sounds very 80s, I do think it sounds also like it could have been an older song. It does the sound like a cover. Yeah. It sounds like a cover to me. That's fair. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. So we're going to go back to Naked Eyes. It's going to jump in at an awkward part. Bear with me. I guess I'll I'll let it play out a little longer this time and we'll just wing it. Okay. So Naked Eyes, chorus slash verse two slash probably chorus again. I can't help recalling how it 
going to pause there. Let's give Lou Johnson a chance with a verse two chorus. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Combination. Yeah. Forget you when there is always something there to remind me. I will never be free. You'll always be a part of me. When shadows fall, I pass the small cafe where we were dancing at. And I can't help recalling how it felt to kiss and hold your tag. Oh, how can I forget you? And there is always something there to remind me Always something there to remind me Okay. Wow, the whole neighborhood chimed in on that one, huh? <laughs> okay, but was I right about the small cafe or yeah. what? Uh, I didn't know these lyrics well enough to know that was coming, <laughs> by the way. that I, It must have been subliminal. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are you thinking so far? All right. Oh, so I, I think because I'm analyzing the song, I'm paying attention to the lyrics more. And I've known the song whatever my whole life, but I've never really listened to the verses and all that. So I'm appreciating the Naked Eyes version more than I ever have before because I'm listening to it. Yeah. Um, and then the Lou Johnson version, I'm definitely listening to the lyrics more because it's easier to hear because it's a bit more stripped in comparison sure. or in contrast rather to the Naked Eyes version, which is got a lot of instrumental. Mm -hmm. um, I'm liking that I'm giving that more attention, the Naked Eyes version, because I'm appreciating the lyrics and I'm appreciating the singer's voice more than I ever have before. Oh, I've always just loved it. I've never noticed his voice quite so much because there's so much instrumental and layers. You may have, though, because you know another Naked Eyes I song. I do. Um, promises, Promises. Yes, I do. I, I do. You're right. I like his yeah. voice a lot with that song. So, mm -hmm. I, But now that I'm paying attention to it in this song, I'm liking it more. The Lou Johnson version, I don't actually love the neighborhood chiming in. Yeah. But your face when that <laughs> happened, you were like, oh, no, no. No, no. Yeah, no. that was a mistake. But it's very, very uh, fashionable for the times, you know. Sure. And I do like the other. I like how stripped it is of all the instruments. I do like that it's his voice. And I like the way he chose the melody for that one line. Oh, he um, dropped. It, um, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. Yeah, he dropped for, oh gosh. Was it How Can I Forget You, Girl? No. No, it was before that. Um, oh, I don't know. But oh, you'll always be a part of me. You'll always be a part of me. Yeah, yeah it's so sweet. So I think the way he sings it is just sweeter, and I'm a sucker for sweetness. I know, it's definitely sweeter. And I do feel like, I mean, okay, they're both saying the same thing lyrics but it does feel like Lou Johnson's really singing to the girl much more than yeah you know, I, yeah it reminds me of our yeah the, the last who sang it better <clears throat> and you, you said that too with the the original feeling more like lived experience yeah. and the cover feeling more shallow in contrast yeah okay just because we're getting close on time I do want to give a nod to the demo version that we have not heard yet okay um I 
don't expect that either of these two we've been listening to are going to do anything wildly different coming up. So the demo version that was recorded in 1963 was... Um, recorded by Dionne Warwick. Oh. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what hers sounds like. Okay. So we're going to give that a little play time here and then we can discuss and vote. All right. I'll walk along the city streets you used to walk along with me. And every step I take recalls how much in love we used to be. Oh, how can I forget you when there is always something that to remind me? Always something that to remind me. I was born to love you, and I will never be free. You'll always be a part of me. Ooh, Ooh okay, that was All different. Right. So it sounds like Lou is pretty honest to the Dionne Warwick version. Yes. And it's Naked Eyes who actually made the different choices in that regard. Well, we expected that, I think, a little it's bit. It's true. I yeah. mean, they're back-to-back recordings in the 60s there. but Yeah, and then you jump 20 years and get yeah. a very different feel. But uh, I will say that it's different coming from a girl, I feel like. Yeah. I, I do feel like the song was supposed to be sung by a guy. It feels sweeter, in a way, from a guy. Yeah. I don't know. Girls get a lot of romance and a lot of all that, so it's, it's nice hearing that from a guy instead. Okay, so it's vote time. Dion's not in the running. Shoots. Original was Lou Johnson. Cover was Naked Eyes. Emily, what's your vote? Who's saying it better? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with mm, Lou Johnson. Really? I was shocked. I know, I your, know. your face during that chorus was so disappointed. I know. I think it's because he, he sounds like he means it a little more. It's, I can hear the sweetness in his voice. That's fair. What about you, Anna? Who sang it better? I'm going to have to go Naked Eyes. I just, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's one of those songs that I think I could listen to every day and not get sick of. It's just so upbeat for me. So yeah. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, we've got a tie Shoot. here. Shoot. Original and cover get one vote each just like last week and if you didn't catch last week's you can check it out anywhere you get your podcast and we'll be back same time same place next sunday see you then S R one.